Good morning and welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor, Alyssa Young, financial advisor extraordinaire. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Uh, mm, yes. Yeah, life is uh, life is fascinating. It is. And uh, challenging for everyone, no question about that, and, and, uh, and ups and downs. We're going to talk about stock market ups and downs a little mm-hmm. bit, but uh, in general, life has lots of ups and downs. And, it sure does. Um, go from one week, happy birthday, to great celebrations, to some sadness. We lost uh, one of our kittens this week, and... Uh, yeah, really hard. Yeah, it's definitely an emotional and uh, painful experience. So, sorry for what you guys are going through. Thank you. You understand really well. I do. We just lost our dog a couple weeks ago, uh, unexpectedly, mm. prematurely, mm-hmm. and it was pretty devastating. Yeah, it's very hard. And yeah. um, fortunately, we have the most wonderful audience. In the world. We we do. And the opportunity to be with them. Um, my wife suggested perhaps, hey, maybe you want to take the day off. Uh, no, I don't. Nope. If, if I've got to not feel great, I want to not feel great with people that I care about. So here I am and uh, welcome. Now there's about 500 pens okay. in here. I'll figure out one of these. <laughs> one of these has to be useful uh, or not. There you go. Ah, there we go. And uh, goodness, so uh, many emails to to talk about and, and, and so many uh, questions that we hope that we can answer for you on air this morning. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Send us your emails. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Your name gets spelled differently a lot i'll guess yes uh, i think it was last week someone emailed me and then forwarded me the email that they had sent to the incorrectly spelled no. <laughs> Alyssa. so if it bounces back you know you need to try another variation of Alyssa. Alyssa, a-l-y-s-s-a <laughs> and of course if you want to listen through the miracles of iHeartMedia, media uh, that's easy more than money online.com whether you're using your your uh, smartphone your laptop your uh, Tablet, your workstation, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the Listen Live button, which magically appears every Saturday morning at about 8.05. And uh, and you've got the show crystal clear, coast to coast, north and south. We're very fortunate now we have listeners uh, literally coast to coast. We have a very loyal listener that gets up very early on the West Coast, <laughs> Southern California, to listen, uh, emails in often. That's uh, very, very kind. And, of course, we had uh, my daughter and son-in-law lived in L.A. for many years, so they have a lot of friends out there, and they shared the show. And, and so we're very fortunate, and as you are, sir. And uh, we welcome to the microphone a uh, good friend um, and uh, bowler extraordinaire. Yeah. I rolled an eight. Not too bad, my Not friend. Bad. I watched you. I watched you on Facebook Live. Uh, <laughs> did his form inspire you? No. <laughs> it didn't inspire you've seen, me. You've seen me bowl. Yeah. I have a little I have a little thing I need to do to release the ball. It doesn't mean I'm a good bowler. I just need to do it. Um I don't know any way to do it any other way. I can't I can't change up my form because then I would 
probably consistently get gutter balls. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really funny. There's some people who are very successful. It's baseball, whatever, and they mm. then they might not have something that's orthodox, but it works for them. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. So rolled an eight and raised with the roll one hundred and fifty-four thousand, almost one hundred fifty-five thousand dollars, just with the roll. Then we raise about another two, so it's going to be close to one hundred fifty-seven thousand. Uh, we would have raised more because we had more teams that were supposed to bowl. They obviously couldn't in the weather. Now the, we are still honoring if they want to bowl. We could still collect a lot of money. Jordan Lanes will still give them two free games of bowling, which is really nice of Jordan Lanes. Gene knew we were in a spot, so he came down before he headed north and uh, gave us $500. So thank you. That was a big help on Saturday. And then I said to him, text me when you get home. Mm. So I get done with the bowling, and I get no text from Gene. I thought, he must have forgot. So I text him, and he says, about 20 minutes later, I just got home. Mm -hmm. It, like, took you two-plus hours. Two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And Alyssa, kind enough, lives, uh, she and Zach and her family very close to Wind Gap. As I got almost to Wind Gap, she's conversing with Diane, and she says, let Gene know, get off, come to our house, just hang out until the... Weather gets better in about half a mile south of Wingap, dead stop, dead stop. So you. So one of the reasons I wanted you to stop by is um, I did stop down. There was almost no one, almost, <laughs> almost, no, well, almost no one at the yeah, was, at Jordan Lanes. It was because people were way smarter than I was. Yeah. Alyssa went straight home and got home, not without its travails yeah. but she gets it took me an hour to get home and it's yeah. usually with the way she drives about seven minutes john <laughs> texted me took him about an hour to get home to nazareth so. and just crazy yeah. and and there was bobby gunter walsh going i'm still here yeah gonna hang in gonna do my thing and and because the show must go on yeah and a uh, little update yeah we um uh we mentioned uh, making a contribution we're going to change that a little bit um um, so I'll speak for Gene. <laughs> um, as you said, he pledged $500 last week. Um, and he said to me earlier before we showed, started the show that he would like to increase that to $1,000. $500 in memory of Applesauce, the oh, no. precious cat that the Dickinsons had to say goodbye to yesterday. Oh, and $500 in memory of my dog, Ruby, who died a couple weeks ago at just six years old. So, so it's another thousand? A thousand dollars. Wow. First of all, <laughs> thank you. But second of all, I'm really sorry because I get that. It's really the worst. Um, I swear I'd never have pets again. Now I got four cats. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the notes I wrote to Cloudy and Angel when I buried them and I put wrote these notes in with them and I made a copy and to Scrappy and Piggy and I, you think you're nuts but they matter to you at that time. Oh yeah. yeah. They're a part of your family. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's I, painful. It really is. It really is. It's amazing that uh, God gave us such creatures to give us such comfort. Mm. They just do. And you know by the way our cats are very you they're not what people think cats are. Ours are very communicative, yeah. very, they respond, you call them, they come, they just, they're really affectionate. Um, yep. We have great, yeah, it's so cats, dogs, I don't care, it's just tough. It's, it's other than losing a family member, I can't, and that is a family member, mm-hmm. but other than losing a human being family member, it's having to say goodbye to a pet, oh God, it's the worst. 
It is. Uh, yeah. I don't want to do it again. Now, the, we own, all of us have the cats. They're all rescues we save for. But if the time comes where somebody has to decide, it's not going to be me. I can't do that again. Nope. You end up oh. second guessing yourself. Yeah. 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 yeah it sucks. It really does. Um, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, guys, both. Thank you both. And sorry again for your loss. Um, and you're heading north? Yeah, to Hager. Yeah. Now, we're cooking lunch. You're not cooking breakfast. No, and it's not because we don't want to. I'm going to tell you what the problem is. What is the problem? The guy that used to help. Yeah. Because we had to have four skillets going. Yeah. He, ben is not available anymore. He's oh. yeah, a nice guy, but he's got health issues. And uh, we're and this Hager's just like everybody else. It's tough to find enough Short staff. Hand, sure. and so they want to have people on the floor. So I'm the the lunch I can cook myself. This you know it's just easier because it's on two skillets, one for the hot dogs, one for the burgers, all provided by Yakos. We're trying to. I'm trying to finagle uh, next time to get a family member or somebody to come up and help me cook breakfast. Yeah, in the we future, want to get... let me know. I actually thought about asking, yeah, but I thought should. he's on till ten. So no, well, not me, because I would be of no value whatsoever if there's food preparation involved. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm on the other end of the food preparation. You can make oatmeal. Chain. I can make oatmeal as long as it's instant, yeah. and I can just stir <laughs> well, in the I hot water. I made a really good, um, like homemade oatmeal this morning <gasps> with pumpkin in it. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for bringing some. That was really nice of you. Um, I'll make you some next time. Yeah, there you go. You know, just like you can't go wrong with bacon, you can't go wrong with pumpkin. Oh. Pumpkin tea. I still drink pumpkin tea right now. I had some this week. Seriously? I love pumpkin tea. Yeah. You're a weird guy. Yeah. <coughs> Thank pumpkin you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. Uh, it's meant in the finest sense of finest <laughs> sense yeah. of the word weird guy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how could you take it any other uh, way? Yeah, exactly. Very... Exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> so Gunther runs the store at Hager Furniture. Uh, it, it's fun. It's an event, and, it, and it's an experience. And if you have any need whatsoever... Even thinking about, hey, I might need, I'm thinking about replacing, uh, hey, we've got this new situation with a piece of furniture that would be great or an entire room that should be replaced. You're not going to get better prices. You're not going to get better people. And you're not going to get a better experience. It's having been there so many times. Where is Hager Furniture? 242 Delaware Avenue, Palmerton. Yeah, if you go uh, north uh, 248 and uh, get off Palmerton exit, it's about, it's I guess, a quarter of a mile yeah, on the yeah, right, yeah. right on Main Street. It is a throwback to a, a much better day in our yeah. world. Mm. You where, feel like you're walking into Mayberry. Oh, yeah. It's hometown. It's, yeah, it's, it really is. And I realize there is a hometown, so I don't want to like yeah. confuse people. Yeah. This is oh, Palmerton. <laughs> but but it's, it's like going back to your hometown. Yeah. And dealing with people that you really like and that really like you. Yeah. They they appreciate you and they treat you like you're a neighbor. Pretty unusual. Sixty five years this year. Oof. And, wow. Yeah. That's great. So that's amazing. Yeah, and, and the Hager family. I'll tell you an interesting thing. Jeff's son Tyler mm. is a really good golfer. Sure. Every time Jeff sends an email about how Tyler did even if his son was the second or third best on the team that day, sometimes he's the, the first, the lowest scorer. Yeah. Sometimes he's not. Jeff sends, hey, uh, I can't think of the other kids' names now, but two other kids that are on the team. 
hey, they finished first, second, or third. Oh, Tyler did four first. No, Tyler was third, but these guys, they were great. He is cheering for everybody. It's really an interesting thing. He's excited for other people's kids, too, not just when his kids Just the way it is when we grew up. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, it's whatever team I was playing on, some weeks it was my week. A lot of weeks it wasn't. (laughs) But my dad was proud of the team because the kid that that was the all-star this week was – a guy's son, a guy he grew up with, son, yeah. and they're going to hang out with and maybe raise a brew and congratulate the whole team. And yeah. so, yeah, you share that. Yeah. And that's that's that atmosphere. Again, you might not currently be interested in furniture. Are you interested in... Free pastries and free coffee? Are you interested in free hot Yakos, hot dogs? Are you a leech? Are you just like, you know, are you interested in just free stuff? Come we'll up give and you gra- free delivery even if you don't buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> we give you free delivery from our hands to yours. Yeah. Just show up if you just want the experience. If uh, you're looking around at what's going on in the world and going, good Lord, everything. Is no, it isn't. On? Yeah, that's, it's everything isn't that way. It feels that way. If you listen to mainstream media, if you just found the newspaper or whatever, I feel bad for you because your heart hurts. Now, my heart hurts this morning for a whole different reason. But your heart hurts. Give yourself a break. It's a reasonably nice day out there. There's no snow on the ground. No, what a difference a week makes. Oh, my. It's, it's crazy. Even what a difference several hours makes. It, it was crazy. So... I often do that analogy, and I know you, the, the storms of life, folks, you can seem like it's terrible, I'm stuck, this is horrible, and then hours later, it's a whole different thing. Just mm-hmm. no matter what you're going through in life today, hang in there. There's a better hour coming, a better day coming, a better week coming. We should know that by now. Mm-hmm. It's something we need to impress upon our kids, by the way, oh, who are so vulnerable, who think it's the end of the world when somebody breaks <sighs> up with them or when they don't score well or whatever just you got uh, you, you, resilience that's you a gotta, good message yeah it absolutely and, is. and it applies to the stock market as well which we'll talk yeah. about in a little bit <laughs> <laughs> just as you're saying oh. that i'm thinking Did you know they, you know that by the way uh, dorney and Knoble are fighting over the right to own the stock market ride the roller coaster ride <laughs> at their amusement park yeah get on the stock market ladies and gentlemen i'm not going on that yeah. <laughs> it's a it's, real thriller yeah. it's terrifying <laughs> it's terrifying where's the kitty roller coaster yeah, really yeah so thank you and i'll have to see you up there maybe you'll be up there maybe you'll be up there but have fun thank you but uh, yeah, runs the store all right get the final say love you guys thank god you bless god you bless you both thanks for the extra money and mm. have a good week you Keep too yep. you too 610-720-7900 Alyssa at askmtm.com gene at askmtm.com thank you you're welcome Thank you. Uh, goodness gracious. Uh, t- speaking of roller coaster, let's talk about the stock market. Uh, how about it? So we've been talking for several weeks about the volatility and how year to date, you know, the market's been down, down, down. And it still is. Um, as of this morning, um, I grabbed a screenshot of this. Um, the Dow Jones is down 4%. The NASDAQ's down 11 And S&P is down 63 but we made some nice gains this week. The Dow's down how much? 4.36%. So that means as of last Friday, it was down almost 10% because this past week, what did we do? Uh, yeah, I guess we were up about... Almost five. 
oh, 4.8. I checked okay, it this five. morning. Okay, great. Yeah. So we picked up almost five percentage points in five days. Right. And one of the lessons to be learned is that if your heart gets faint because of the ups and downs of the roller coaster we call the stock market, and you decide at some point in the middle of the ride you're going to exit, hmm, probably not a great idea. Right. You might, you might miss the way back up um, that will make you feel a lot better. Um, you know, I've been saying to a lot of my clients that have been anxious over it just as quickly as we have dropped, mm-hmm. we can just as quickly go back up. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Um, a lot of the the funds that we hold that have had the biggest losses, going back really to September, mm. um, were the growth funds. A mm-hmm. lot of the technology-based companies that maybe their values did get a little inflated during the pandemic because mm-hmm. we were relying on companies that help us do business and live with you know through technology um they took the hardest hits and Mm. we've had a lot of um, investments that have been down very significantly Mm -hmm. and a couple of those funds in particular this week gained back 20 plus percent in Mm. a couple of days in a couple of days and that's um you know that's the thing i you know certainly it made us all a little gave us a little pep in our step because we like to be able to give that good news and say hey you know told you we're gonna get through this um, it will get better. And hey, it doesn't mean the volatility is over. It doesn't mean that there won't be days where we're down and weeks that we're down. But last week was the best week in the NASDAQ since November, I believe. Um, I think I heard that on the news yesterday. In the, now, in when the people background. hear Dow and S&P and NASDAQ, in, in a lot of cases, actually, lots of folks just hear the stock market. Yeah. And when people talk about the stock market, they almost are always talking about the Dow. Yeah. Because it's the most widely reported index. Give folks kind of a sense of what might be different about those three. Yeah, they're averages of different types of companies. So the Dow is an average of large companies. Mega large. Very big companies. 30 Holy crap, big company. (laughs) Um, The NASDAQ is an average of those technology-driven companies. So it's a measure of different, a a specific sector in the market. S&P 500 is 500 companies. Um, So they're all measuring slightly different things. Um, They do seem to trend pretty similarly, but not always. They're all equities. Mm -hmm. The thing that's been interesting lately is that um, when you're looking at, uh, you know, your portfolio performance, uh, you've seen your the, the equity holdings down year to date. But the bond side, the fixed income side has been down, too, because we're mm. also in this position of a, a rising interest rate environment. And rising inflation, inflation rate. Right. Yeah. So those have been down also, whereas that doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes there's mm. been an inverse relationship between equity performance and fixed income performance and we're in a tough spot. It's been yeah. a tough spot for people who don't like to see those negative numbers. Yep. Generally, bonds and stocks have an inverse relationship, and now they have a perverse relationship of <laughs> down yeah. and down. Yeah. Um, interesting. So from a investor's standpoint, why in the world would you tolerate being in the stock market at all <laughs> what, what's the what's the function what's the purpose 
Well, if you are a long-term investor, you want to be in the stock market for a lot of reasons. It's the best opportunity for you to have growth in your money. It is the best opportunity for you to have uh, to beat inflation over time because if you put your money in another place to invest or save it, um, you, you'll lose purchasing power because the costs of things will go up faster than the growth in your account. So if you want to have a, any chance of keeping up with inflation, you need to be in the stock market. And you don't want to get out of the stock market when things turn a little sour like they've been because you'll lose the opportunity to participate in the rebound mm. and in the growth that will come. Um, and Now, we keep saying will come. Are, are you confident that the market will rebound? Over time, absolutely. I don't know how soon. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be immediate. I, I don't know if it'll be in the next three months, if it'll be by the end of the year. I feel pretty good about that. But over time, yes, if you look at those and, graphs. And, and what in the world gives you that confidence? Historical Yeah, data. how about the fact that <laughs> with every dip, it has, let me think, I've got to, because I've seen the research, <laughs> and there's been a lot of academic stuff done uh, I think it was Stanford did a long-term. Oh, yeah, 100% of the time. 100%. It um, has always come back. Uh, on average, the stock market drops 20% of the years that you might take a look at. So if you're in the market for 10 years, you're going to have at least two years that you're going to go, well, that was a stink year. Yeah. But eight years, seven years, eight years. If you could go to the casino and get six out of ten, you'll be a multimillionaire before three o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, here in the stock market, properly done, right? Not 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 amateurishly done. Properly done, you've got between a seventy and eighty percent chance year over year over year, long term. I like that you said it exactly. Long term. Short term, um, did you have any clue last Saturday as we watched the whiteout here from 67 stories up in Whitehall that the stock market was going to go up 5% the following week? I did not. Not a clue. Mm-mm. Not a clue. Um, and, and neither did anybody else, by the way. There was nobody pounding the, the, uh, the streets going, hey, make sure you get in because next week it's going to go up nicely. Exactly. <laughs> High five. Exactly. Uh, no, they did not do that no. because nobody knew. No, um, it's a different game. Day by day, hour by hour, impossible. Month by month, year by year, the probabilities get more and more and more in your favor. Um, yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. That's the inflation issue. Uh, fortunately, well, for you, uh, you're way too young to remember the Jimmy Carter years where uh, people were losing their minds because they could go to the bank and get a 10% CD. Mm-hmm. Right now your CD is 0.0 square. Uh, 10%, no, it's not four, it's 0.0 square. Um, 10% CD. Sadly, inflation was 17%. Mm-hmm. So you put 100 grand in a CD. At the end of the year, it was worth 110. You were the smartest person on the planet except that the 110 was worth 92,000 bucks mm-hmm. in terms of what you could pay. And you go, well, you know, purchasing power is such a, a nebulous, kind of hard to get your head around. Really? 
I don't stink so. I think if you look at filling up your tank, you have the greatest example of the impact of inflation um, in recent memory in very short order. In 14 months, we went from, well, I went from, because my silly machine requires premium, uh, being able to fill my tank at $2.65 a gallon to uh, last week, $5.20 a gallon. So 100% increase in 14 months. Yeah, that's gross. So if your income, 0.0%, hey, we did really well. We made 1% or 2%, much better than the bank. Well, if your cost, as in you just filled up your tank and instead of spending 40 bucks, you spent 90 Yeah, how painful is that? Yeah. So, again, reinforcing exactly what you said, if you're not in investments that grow, if you're not giving yourself the opportunity to have your funds move forward with at least the rate of inflation, which, depending on who you're talking to now, is either between 7 and the last number I saw year over year was just under 10%. Uh, if you're not doing that, you're likely sliding behind. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. They have another reason to email you. Yes. I uh, deployed my first quarterly email newsletter this week. And if you would like to get on the list to receive it, you can email me and Megan will add you to the distribution list. Uh, If you missed this one and you want to catch up, it is on our website in the blog section. So you can read the content from this month's newsletter in our blog. Um, But then, yeah, if you want to make sure you're getting it delivered to your inbox in the future, send me an email and just say, you know, add me to your newsletter list and we will do that. Yeah, and I would strongly encourage you, if you're already receiving the, uh, the More Than Money newsletter, sign up for Alyssa's as well. Alyssa writes her own newsletter. This is not a carbon copy of Gene stuff. So you get two really smart people giving you good insights. I would strongly recommend it. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. First break, deep breath. We'll get through this. And uh, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We'll take your emails, your questions after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You have Alyssa Young and uh, Bobby Gunter Walsh is up at Hager's. So head on up there into Palmerton if you have any needs whatsoever. Uh, there's breakfast that they're going to hand to you. There's lunch that Gunther's going to make for you. Someday before uh, too long, I'm certain that there will be breakfast. We'll figure that out. We'll get some people up there to help out and 
have some fun and maybe we'll co-sponsor the breakfast and we'll send uh, our team up there and Oh, Stephanie whips up. A oh, mean my breakfast. gosh. <laughs> well, now we, we can't step on toes because Gunther is the breakfast cook. Oh, OK. okay. And he makes uh, a particularly good French toast. Mm. Uh, generally, uh, my favorite being peach bread French toast. But he has cinnamon raisin French toast and regular French toast. Wow. I know he gets the bread from the farmer's market. Oh, I can't remember where. I can't remember where. Gunther, if you're listening, let John know. Which um, vendor at the farmer's market you get your bread? Because that's just fantastic. Hmm. 610-720-7900. at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. We are, let's see, today's the 19th. So we're almost exactly a month away from tax deadline. And for most of you who are um, engaged with our tax team, um, you already have your paperwork in process. Uh, we have an incredibly smooth process this year. You, um, I, w- I want to send a very special thank you to Tammy Lee. I think Tammy is a remarkable young lady, and she has been a linchpin mm. in making this tax season so smooth for our clients. Uh, our tax preparation team, Diane, if that is her real name, uh, Stephanie and Sue are doing an incredible job. The number of hours they're working is staggering, staggering. Um, as some of you are aware, we now have a uh, more than money office to the Northlands in the hills of the Poconos. And they are working literally around the clock, seven days a week. Um, but our More Than Money World Headquarters in Bethlehem, staffed by uh, particularly Tammy, Melissa, and Connie jumps in, of course. Um, goodness. Um, accepting paperwork, uh, handing off tax returns that are completed, making sure everybody's got exactly what they need. What a great job. But I think Tammy deserves some pretty special yeah. recognition for all the uh, – not just – it's not that she just that she works hard – what a wonderfully um, uplifting person she is. Always a smile. Yes. And uh, always just, it, there's just nothing in her that doesn't want to help as much as she can. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah, she's doing a great job. And um, Melissa is the newest addition to our team, and she's helping Tammy, and she's been a real joy as well. So together, they're bringing lots of um smiles and greeting people very pleasantly and making everybody feel at ease and um yeah they're they are pretty amazing they're dealing with lots of they're juggling a lot of balls at once and um i i've lost track um if i had to guess i'd say on a daily basis we're seeing somewhere between 40 and 80 people a day come through our doors um and you're right melissa's doing a wonderful job she's only been there a short period of time I think she's had a wonderful role model. Oh, absolutely. I think Tammy sets the tone, and Melissa's personality is the same. Yeah. Um, they, they, they uh, gosh, they could be mother-daughter. I mean, <laughs> they really could. I, I, I understand. I, I get it. Melissa has her own mama, and Tammy has her own daughter. I get that. But I'm just saying that from a personality standpoint. So for lots of you... Uh, this is already a done deal. Hey, they're in, they're out. We're already filed. No, nothing else to be seen here. 
Um, but the last four weeks of what ends up being now, goodness, it's it's year round now. And and extensions, there's going to be a few. There's just no way to avoid that mm-hmm. in some cases. But we're really looking at 14, 15 weeks of tax season. They're in their final push. So a couple prayers wouldn't be out of line. Hmm. A couple prayers would not be out of line just to keep them healthy uh, and, and keep them well and keep them safe, keep them in good spirits uh, as we uh, as we make this last push. Absolutely. 610-720-7900. Gunther let us know that uh, his source for the real secret sauce of his breakfasts his amazing French toast is the homage, Amish, Amish, he Easy tried to say. to say, apparently not, mm. Amish Village Bake Shop uh, in the Farmer's Market. So um, uh, head over there first. Uh, if you really want to put Gunther on the spot, because he's so sensitive. He's sensitive as a seven-day-old banana. Um, grab some of the various types of breads and take them up to Hager's <laughs> and, and then just stand in front of the table looking very mournfully going, couldn't, please, sir, please, please, sir, French toast, please, please, sir, my, my, I brought my own bread, please, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Um, did you hear what I did on PBS this week? No. Um, the whole please, sir. Hmm. Okay. That's at the best on a one to 10 scale. That's three on a, on an entertainment scale. It's mildly entertaining at best. And, and I, I never make claims that we provide enter any entertainment value whatsoever. I, actually on TV, I, I assure people it's accidental if it ever happens. <laughs> um, but we actually did our uh, recording studio experience on St. Patrick's day. Mm-hmm. Now it won't be aired for, I think two weeks but we made reference to St. Patrick's Day. And the only Irish joke that I know. Oh, no. What's Irish and sits outside all summer long? I don't know what. Patio furniture. <laughs> <laughs> See, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, they're either going to uh, layer a uh, laugh track over that because there's no audience. It's not like anybody's in there going, oh, that's good. Is that or a groan track? We're not really sure which. Oh, I can't wait to see what they do with that. They, they might actually <clears throat> do both. Cut it. Do, <laughs> they might actually cut it. <laughs> they might just do both. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. What shall we discuss from the email list? Um, let's start with this one. Good show, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't listen faithfully... <gasps> Oh, well, that's going to change. On WAEB, I think that I heard that if Social Security benefits, Social Security begins to be collected before one turns 65, or was it 66, and four months, payments will decrease by 25%. Born on June 19, 1956, I am currently age 65. To get my full social social security, would I be able to start collecting on November first, nineteenth, this or next year or when? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a question about trying to understand um, when, how much you get when you start your social security. Yeah, it's an interesting question, mm-hmm. and it's one that entails 
a very commonly misunderstood um, function of Social Security. It is commonly misunderstood that you have your full Social Security and then you have an early Social Security. And full Social Security, I'll put numbers to it just so that you have some. These numbers are not going to be precise. These are for demonstration purposes only. Your, your results may differ from the, uh, okay, so what, you got it. If your full retirement for this gentleman, if I remember correctly, 66, now it's either six or eight months, it's been pushed off a bit mm-hmm. for him. Let's use 3000 a month as his normal NRA, normal retirement age benefit. If he is, understand, as he is understanding, if he goes early, prior to that 66 and six months, he has to take a 25% reduction. That's his understanding. Right. And it's commonly understood that way. And it's incorrect. Um, Do you know what the discount is? 6%? Per year. Per year. Half a percent. Per month. Per month. So you are literally dialing your benefit upwards the 25% reduction, it's actually more now because it was when, when normal retirement age was 66, it was 25% at age 62. Mm. Now, because normal retirement age is older, it is a larger discount. So you get about 72, 73%. In this particular case, about 2,200 a month if you took it at 62. Okay. So now... Um, what would it look like for this gentleman? He is now, oh, make it easy on Gene, a year and a half away from full retirement age. So easy on Gene says 9%. Right. So it's not a 25% reduction from 3000 It's 9 So he's going to get about 2750 right. a month. Right. Every month he waits. It goes up a little bit, goes up a little bit, goes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then do you want it even better? You want better? Better. Do you, better is better. Better right? is better if you wait till after full retirement. What happens? It goes up 8% per year. <sighs> so if you wait till you're 70, you gain 8% per year between. Al- almost a third. Yeah. between So, four so if you're getting three grand at NRA, what are you getting at 70? Almost 4,000 bucks. Yeah. It's a nice. Guaranteed. And <laughs> plus cost of living adjustments, which traditionally. Uh, anyone who's been on social security for the last say 10 years would go next to nothing. Now last year, because inflation was up dramatically, it's up historically high up over seven and a half percent. They raised it five and a half percent. They did also increase the Medicare part B. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. When I say the Lord, I'm not giving the government the capital G I'll give God the capital G (laughs) government's still little G. Little I, G. I, I'm, I'm big G. <laughs> God is the big G. Uh, bottom line is government ain't God. No, um, not even close. By a far stretch. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they raised um, um, their definition of cost of living, which is bogus and big steaming pile of hoo-ha. But at least you got a bit more. So for this gentleman, 3000 at normal retirement age, 2200 or so at uh, earliest, earliest uh, retirement age 62, 
what did we say, 26, 2700 currently. Yeah. And if he waits, 4000 4, bucks, And that not only impacts him, that impacts his potential... Surviving spouse. Yeah. If you were to predecease his spouse and his spouse's benefits lower, um, when he passes on, she or he or she would right. receive his higher benefit. Indeed. And um, when you mention he or she, um, uh, married couples that are same gender, they receive the same benefit. That's right. So this is uh, uh, really, really appropriate. It's a planning issue. How do you know when you've precisely got it right? You take your Social Security when you need it. That That's the best guideline. And will when will you know that you took it exactly right? When you die. Exactly. Yeah, that's that is the only time you're going to know yeah. if if indeed this gentleman decides for himself, I'll wait till 70 and it's 71 and 11 months. He joins Applesauce and uh, and Ruby. And Ruby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sad for him. Yeah. Good for the surviving spouse. Sad for him. Right. Um, so it you play the probability. Yeah. So obviously we recommend sitting down with a professional to talk about those options and decide what makes the most sense based on what we know. We don't know when you're going to die, but we do know a lot of things. We know when working together how much money you need to be able to spend every month and what your other resources are to pay your bills. And we have to match up those numbers, and Social Security is a huge piece of the puzzle. Um, It's a great time to plug the free service that Mm. we provide at MTM Financial Group, and that is a consultation with a Social Security and Medicare specialist mm. who can help you understand exactly how those numbers work, what your options are, some things that you should consider. He'll make a recommendation, answer your questions. His name's Mark Basak. And uh, he also has an additional skill that I was not aware of until the last couple of days. I'm going to guess you're talking about picking NCAA <sighs> basketball winners. Certainly leading our pack. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> he is very talented. Apparently so. It's uh, <clears throat> a little frustrating. I've been inching my way up the leaderboard, but man, he's making it tough. <laughs> he's just, he's very very well, good. I'm going to be spending a lot of time with Mark on Monday. Uh, he's in our office on Monday, and I think three of my clients have appointments with him on Monday. And I, when I um, have a client meeting with any of our specialists, I join them for the meeting. So I will be spending about three hours with Mark on what Monday. A, what a, <laughs> it, it's a great way to learn so much. The subtleties, what he know, what he's forgotten is more than I'll ever know. He's amazing. And you're absolutely right. Nobody knows when they're going to die. Well, actually, I do because my birth certificate has an expiration date, which is kind of, that's unusual. But oh my. what are you going to do? Oh, my, indeed. Um, the issue of health has such an incredibly impactful um, uh, influence over your Social Security selection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes right back to Alyssa's reference to um, and it's it's uh, something we we've kind of developed in our more than money world headquarter uh, uh, headquarters mark uh, in all of us that the best time to take your social security is when you need it. Mm-hmm. So if your health is not good, uh, all of the uh, grand talk we have about uh, pushing benefits off to seventy to maximize and then growing from there doesn't really apply. Right, and you've got to be. 
realistic. You've got to be honest. You've got to be clear. And uh, with, with all that uh, factored in, make the very best choice knowing what you know at the moment. Right. Okay. 610-720-7900. What else you got there? Well, let's answer this question. It says, my mother and I had a joint savings account. She died recently, mm. and I got all of the money in the account. Do I have to pay taxes on the money from the account? Hmm. What's your theory? My theory is that this woman would need to pay inheritance tax on 50% of the balance in the savings account because she already owns 50%, so she's inheriting 50%. And in Pennsylvania, you have to pay inheritance tax on assets that you inherit. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, unless there is some wrinkle that's not included in the email We'll use a simple, uh, we always use simple numbers on, on, on Saturday so that Jean doesn't get a headache. Uh, if she had $100,000 in the account, it's joint mom and daughter. The IRS, state of, Harris, or state of Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, considers half of that is already the daughter's. Half of that was mom's. Half of that $50,000 is included in mom's Pennsylvania inheritance tax. There's no federal tax but there is a Pennsylvania inheritance tax, 4.5% to a direct descendant. So on that 50, she'll pay something on the order of $2,250 in tax. Um, I've had two emailed questions in the last few weeks about how do I evade, not their word, my word, <laughs> evade tax that's due. You're asking the wrong guy. If you want to talk about evasion, um, Al Capone might be a good start or, or Bernie Madoff might be a good start. We don't recommend our clients violate the law. Um, it makes no sense whatsoever. Are there ways that you can order your financial picture so that it will soften either income taxes or estate taxes? The answer is sure. Uh, are, are they bulletproof? The answer is no. Because there's always a pro and a con. I, I can make my entire estate tax-free by giving it away. And now I have no money. Okay, I'm not willing to do that. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. So there are lots of strategies that can accomplish one thing and maybe cause um, significant problems in other areas. So make sure that you're being very... Um, analytical. Make sure you're doing your homework. Make sure you're getting good counsel from someone you trust to give you all of the information, all of the pros and cons, so that you're making the most informed decision you can. I've rarely bumped into I um, IRAs. <sighs> I've rarely bumped into ideas that are perfect. There's almost always a give and a take mm -hmm. and you make your best choice and you roll your dice. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at askmtm.com. What else you got? Uh, here's a question or I got a question, an email you received. It says, good morning. I'm an 80 year old man. My wife just recently passed away. Oh. I have four adult kids, own my home and have about $200,000 in the bank and other accounts. I've probably already made many mistakes, but I need to get my financials in order for my sake and my kids, and I also need to get a will in place. Uh -huh. 
I listen to your radio show every Saturday morning, and you come across as real, down-to-earth people, <sighs> easy to talk to and willing to help. If you think you can or want to help this old <laughs> man, please get back to me. Thank you in advance. Oh, my goodness. Well, what a pleasure it would be. It actually was. <gasps> you spoke to him. <laughs> I met with this gentleman. Oh, my goodness. And it absolutely was a pleasure. Um, a real, real sweetheart. Very nice uh, to meet him in person. And um, I will have the wonderful opportunity to help him out and get all of these things in order and um, give him the peace of mind to know that he's got someone to help him along. So um, in your conversation, mm. what ideas did you come up mm. with to... to uh... Uh, to address his needs. Well, we talked about, um, as we always do, mm. you know, where what's your cash flow look like? What are your needs? Mm. And he's still working. <gasps> uh, yeah, he's he's an 80-year-old man who's still working pretty much full-time. Wow. Um, and he has a small pension and Social Security. And so he doesn't actually rely on the money that he has invested to pay his bills. Wow. So he has a goal of um, leaving his house to his kids. Hmm. And he, for the rest, he has a list of people he would like to be his beneficiaries nice. of his account. So um, we're, we talked about... Man, it's an IRA and, and some money in the bank. He said, I've been sitting on it for too long. It hasn't been earning anything. Mm. I've been just been dragging my feet. And I said, well, we can, um, you know, invest it in a moderately conservative way. So mm. you're getting some growth and it's here for you if you need it. And if you don't, you pass it on. And, you know, he's he's mm. doing just fine. When did he lose his wife? Um, it was very recently uh, within the last, I'm trying to think now about the timing of when this came and when I met him. Um, I think it was in the last couple of months, but he told me that they were married for 50 plus years wow. and were together for more than Longer 60 than years. Yeah. Um, so it's been really hard for him, yeah, of course. Oh. Yeah. In our prayers. Yeah. In our prayers. Yeah. And yet he's thinking about his family. Mm -hmm. He wants to put things in order for his family. Mm -hmm. He's going through, understandably, the hardest time, the hardest time. And yet he's thinking about his family. Yeah. What a, what a guy. Goodness gracious. Yeah. This so is the kind of person where we're privileged to meet and work with because, um, like I said, it was an absolute pleasure and I'm glad I'll have the opportunity to continue to, you know, we have quarterly reviews with our clients. I'm like, mm. I'm going to look forward to every 90 days having some time together and, um, Hopefully he feels the same way. So well, just just to give you kind of a peek into your future, um, that's how I spend my days, meeting with folks that have over so many years become such dear friends that people. Uh, Connie apologized. My Tuesday starts at oh dark thirty and goes until well after sundown. Uh, I think I've got sixteen <laughs> reviews both in the office and on the phone. And she went, oh, oh my gosh, I just got, these are people that are my friends. And we tease, not tease, we are honest to say, not everybody that comes through the door gets to become a client at MTM or at More Than Money. Um, and there's good reason for that because some of my clients have been with me for 40 years. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend 40 years with somebody who's going to annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> I want to spend four, just as you will, you want to spend the next 20 years serving this gentleman and looking, and when you look on your schedule and he's coming in the next day, you're going to smile. It's going to put a smile on your face. It's going to put a smile on his face. Yeah. So mm -hmm. lots to look forward to. 
Voice of an Angel says we've got top of the hour news. That's Fox, all the information you need to make it a great weekend. Uh, Bobby got to Walsh up at Hager's Furniture in Palmerton, but we've got another full hour for you. 610-720-7900. Back after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money, and you've got Gene Dickinson, you've got Alyssa Young, and you got Bobby Gunther-Walsh at Hager Furniture up in Palmerton. Uh, happy to share a little bit of time uh, for that event. Uh, I've been there many, many times. What a wonderful spot. Great people. Uh, great selection. Now, I'm going to, I don't know how much Gunther talks about this, um, but I'll share a personal experience. Uh, we needed for the More Than Money World Headquarters uh, bookcases. And I had a certain kind of vision in mind. And the um, I went up, of course, and because and, Hager's my go-to, of course. And uh, they didn't have anything. Nothing. And I went, Jeff, I kind of, he went, hey, what do you mean? We have... Amish craftsmen. We have, you tell me what you want. We went to the catalog. This is kind of what I want. I would like this and this. They made the adjustments. They ordered them up and the two that right are opposite Tammy's desk. Yeah. Those are Hager. They're gorgeous. The price was ridiculous. Hmm. By the time they gave us a discount and then Gunther gave us a discount and then they, it's all custom. They're beautiful. Oh my Solid. gosh. Like, yeah, gorgeous cherry. Nice. They're just, and that's just tip of the iceberg. So if you're saying, hey, I've been up there, I, I didn't see exactly what I want, make sure you talk to Jeff. Make sure you talk to somebody on the staff there that can likely help you. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Donna. Donna, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well. How may we serve okay. you? I have a question regarding 529 plans, um, particularly in light of this um, crazy upside-down world we're in <laughs> and the market. My daughter is a senior in high school, and she currently has, um, she's a beneficiary of both a 529, the GSP, she's got money in, and also investment plan. My thinking lately is to move a portion, or if not all, of her money in the investment plan and any future contributions, or I'm not quite sure about that, into the GSP, because my thinking is, and this is where I'm looking for either affirmation or correction, the rate of inflation, college tuition inflation, when I look that up, they say it's anywhere from 6 to 8%. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine um, an option, a conservative option in the investment plan that would earn anywhere near that. So that's why I'm thinking a portion, some all future, you know, but, you know, I'm you know, we're praying this uh, situation in Ukraine will come to a conclusion very shortly, and mm. we hope the markets do better. But again, she's a senior. Mm-hmm. I mean, if starting using the money shortly, even though we can 
we plan on continuing to contribute in the you know while she's in her undergrad. Sure, sure. Um, you, you, your thinking, yeah, your thinking is right on. Uh, what what I would uh, suggest are, are two things. I'm going to reinforce, I'm going to affirm part of your plan, which is uh, to continue to make contributions, even if your contributions were going to go directly to immediate college expenses by funneling yep. them, forgive the phrase, by money laundering them <laughs> through yep. the 529, you'll get yep. a tax deduction <laughs> on your Pennsylvania return. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Yep, smart. Been, been doing that. Uh, excellent. She's my third, so I've kind of been. Oh, there you go. She's a season. But we've yeah. never been through this through such crazy volatile market times. So that's why I'm like, wait a minute, I got to do something here. I don't. She was in a growth plan, and I just recently at least moved that into more of um, actually with the help of Mark into uh, they have a tips option mm-hmm. um, because changing it from. IP to GSP takes might take up to four weeks, so I'm Ugh. a little nervous. It's like I got to do something too. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah, yeah, too, yeah. But I just wasn't sure about that change. Yeah, here's here's my recommendation. I I, I think your 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 thinking is spot on. I would do a hybrid. I would do uh, the first roughly one quarter of this if you're planning on using this in in kind of four bytes. I would put one quarter of it in a fixed or as close to fixed as you can find, uh, get it out of the stock market because uh, the real risk is not inflation in the short term. The real risk is the drop of the market. Long-term inflation is the real risk. So I would put 25% of it or so in the lowest risk if they have a guaranteed account, I would put it in the guaranteed account because at least in theory, likely that money's going to exit within the next 12 months. I would put three quarters of it in the growth portfolio and a roughly this time next year, I'd be looking at again, moving about then then about a third of that into the guaranteed, leaving ha- uh, two thirds in growth and then take bites at the apple over the next four or five years, hopefully four years, but four or five years <laughs> as, as your daughter goes through school. Where is she going to end up at school? She's still deciding. She's uh, she's waiting on the results of, a, uh, she'd like to go to medical school eventually. Oh. And so she's waiting on the results of a dual admission program, a BSDO program. Uh, um, otherwise she's, very much likes Liberty. She very much likes uh, Embry-Riddle or Aeronautical. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law both graduated from Embry-Riddle and are both aeronautical engineers uh, living in Colorado. It's a hellhole out there. It's just Colorado. It's just, it's a shame. It's, if it were only, you know, majestic and gorgeous and healthy, it's just... Uh, so, yeah. Well, first of all, we're going to keep your daughter in our prayers. That sounds like she's got great plans. And and of course, this is not your first rodeo of getting a kid through school. So mm-hmm. uh, just keep us in the loop and let us know how she makes out. Thank you very much. Thank you, Donna. Bye bye. Appreciate your advice. Oh, Bye-bye now. Have a great day. You too. God bless. Six one zero seven two zero says she beat me to it. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> what you just described for Donna with the 529 plans and shifting the money you need soon into a lower risk and also a lower return um, strategy Mm. is very similar to one of the retirement income strategies that was presented in this course I'm taking. They call it the bucket strategy. Yes, very good. Where you have separate accounts for the different time periods when you'll need your money. So one of the ways you can go about planning how to withdraw 
from your retirement assets to generate income is to have a short-term bucket, a mid-term bucket, and a long-term bucket. And the short-term bucket is mostly cash or close to it, mm. um, you know, money that's not invested. How do they define short-term? Um, in this case, it's within um, a year, one to three years. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, and, and then you shift money from the longer-term buckets down to fill your mm-hmm. shorter-term buckets as your short-term bucket gets depleted. And with any luck at all, if the longer-term buckets are successful, you're going to have more than enough to replenish. Right. And, uh, again, if, if if everything works exactly as we pray, <laughs> uh, you end up uh, at the end of a very, very long life with still a big bucket of money. Forgive, yeah. forgive the pun. Kind <laughs> and of. if you don't do it that way, I, I, you know, obviously there's other there's other ways to generate your, your income. But when we look at um, one retirement account instead of three separate ones, I think mm. often it, it, it's a similar thinking behind if you need to, to create cash so that you can pull it out of your account to spend, mm. it makes sense to liquidate those short-term assets first so it's not all you know very different but sometimes it helps people um understand their retirement um possibilities and and like and just make Mm. it helps people feel more comfortable so it's a almost a psychological approach they can visualize yes it's much easier to to it's it it provides them with a uh, um, a mental picture of, of how this works um for now decades um as we've as i've set up in investment plans for folks who are retiring the question of how much do you need and when do you need it becomes central um not not as much for um investment purposes as it is for the bucket purpose because if somebody says to me here's here's all my money to invest when do you need money? Well, I'm going to need about a thousand bucks a month right away. Excellent. I'm going to keep anywhere from six to ten thousand dollars in cash, because when I go through a three four month period like we've been going through, when the markets are down, I don't have to sell anything. I can wait for the five percent bounce week yeah. and then start trimming off a little bit. And most of the investments that we use, we predominantly use. Mutual funds, ETFs, those kinds of things, annuities produce an income stream. Mm -hmm. We funnel that income stream into the money market. And all of a sudden at the end of six months, even though the money market maybe started at 10 and we've taken 6,000 out, it's back up to eight or $9,000 automatically, Mm -hmm. automatically. So bottom line is very similar thought process. Yeah. um, And the impact incredibly similar. You don't want to have to sell investments in a in a dip. Yep. And uh, I don't think calling me names is the way to go because I'm a very <laughs> sensitive person. I I, I bruise a, very easily, similar... as, as Gunther has observed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all. I guess we all are. We sounds like we're all like bananas, ripe bananas. Ripe um, bananas. And I on the break I told Jean how to use ripe bananas to make delicious oatmeal. Um, see, see, it's more than money. We cover yeah. remarkable. If you want the recipe, money. email me and I'll share it with you. Um, <laughs> but just real quickly, I did a similar strategy for a client of mine about a month ago. Um, they're taking they're in ninety years old. 
taking monthly distributions from what ha- they were predominantly using the wife's IRA, which is getting smaller. It's been they've been using it for a long time, and um, the in the down market, I didn't want to liquidate anything else to generate this cash that they needed because all the funds haven't you know they've been suffering over the last couple of months. And meanwhile, in their taxable account, which is larger, they had a bond that matured and it generated cash that would cover about seven months worth of distributions. And so I gave them a call and I said, what do you think about we switch over and take your distributions from your taxable account from this cash that's sitting there Mm. now and use that to put that money into your into your checking account? And we let the IRA recover Mm. A little bit. And they were like, well, yeah, that sounds like a good mm-hmm. idea. So it took a little bit of paperwork because we didn't have the that money link, um, you know, set up where the money can go directly from their taxable investment account into their checking account and on a recurring basis. But it just was a simple form. A little, little bit of paperwork. Yeah. And I sent it over to them. They signed it. And that's what's happening that's now. such an unusual thing, though. The, the paperwork is almost... Always like next to nothing. We're a paperless society, yeah, right. <laughs> so we're we're saying that going. Uh, if you are so a, many forms. If you are a loyal client of More Than Money, you already know. Mm. Just to open the accounts, you're going to get carpal tunnel signing about a hundred different places on about a hundred pages of forms, and some of them are applications, and some are disclaimers, and some are waivers, and some are, <laughs> and it just goes on and on and on. And we're a paperless. Society. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Ray. Ray, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gene. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it, guy. I love listening to your show on Saturday. I'll tell you. Thank I you. like the way you mess with Bobby sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you Sounds like you pull some pranks on him, too. We have some anyway, fun. Yeah, we have some fun. Hey, my question, the thing is, well, you mentioned something about Social Security. I retired. Uh, Let's see, back in, uh, I was 65 and six months. My retirement age should have been 65 or 66 and three months, mm-hmm. something like that. So I figured out I lost maybe like 30-some bucks, yeah. maybe a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. per month. But anyway, you mentioned something about working until you're 70 and getting the full benefit. Mm-hmm. Social Security wants you to because a lot of those people that hit 70 some they drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, you think about it, sure, it's nice to leave mama, you know, a nice chunk too, you know. But um, I don't know. I just, I figure I lost between maybe 40 some bucks, 30, 40 bucks, maybe, maybe a little less. But my, another question, what I wanted to know, uh, Jeannie, is do you get taxed heavily on your Social Security? Uh, it absolutely depends on your other income. If you have relatively okay. modest other income, you may pay little or no tax at all on your Social Security. If you've got reasonably higher income, I think it's it's about thirty five, thirty six thousand bucks where they start to tax the bulk of your Social Security. The maximum they're going to tax is eighty five percent. But if you have additional income, there's a very real chance you're going to pay tax on a chunk of it. But the thing is. Say my social security and my wife's is less than thirty some thirty six thousand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But say I make like three thousand on the side, part time working. Yeah. Am I no. going to get taxed heavily on that? But nope, you're not. Wow. Nope, you're anyway. going to be just fine. Ray, thank you so much for the call. 
Hey, Jeannie, thanks a lot, guy. I love listening to your show. Yeah, Listen to it every Saturday. Thank you, sir. Have God, a good one, buddy. Thank you too. You. God bless. It's been years since I've. It was my mama. She, she, my mama, my mama called me two things. Well, actually, depending on what I had just done, she called me several things. But <laughs> uh, if she was happy with me, it was Jeannie, and 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 Aww. if she wasn't, it was Eugene Richard. Ooh. Oh yeah, that was, <sighs> and that usually started a sentence that ended with, "Wait till your father gets home." <laughs> Oh, uh, it still makes just, your knees tremble, doesn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> you're kidding me. I'll have to remember uh, that. Although Dad and I were so close, I remember probably being seven or eight years old the first time I heard, wait till your father gets home. That did not end well for Gene. Hmm. That was really grim. Later, not much later, probably three or four years, wait till your father gets home meant my dad and I would walk out to the literally the woodshed. We had a woodshed. Mm-hmm. And he would say, now, you know, your mom thinks I'm going to wail you, but I'm just going to talk to you. We, we were that close. Aww, we were nice. that close. Dad and I only ever had one serious disagreement. You'll never guess what it was about. Okay, I won't try. My, it was the 60s. And my hair was really long. Oh, you told long. me this. When Andrew really needed a haircut, oh, you told me the story. I, I told I you. Forgot, yeah. uh, my dad said, you got to get your haircut. I want to keep it long. You can keep it long, but you got to cut it. And I went, you're, you're in the top three of the dumbest people I've ever met. And, <laughs> and I mean, you're my dad and I love you, but that makes how, sense. how do you cut something and keep it long? You know what I mean? Cut it, but keep it long. Oh, my God. You just so. And of course, I was whining to my then girlfriend. And I said, my dad's just beyond stupid. Cut your hair, keep it long. And she said, what, what, what your dad is trying to tell you, moron. <laughs> girls always, you know. They tell you like it is. Exactly. They tell you what uh, you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Best, best, <laughs> my best interest at heart uh, was that your hair looks like crap. <laughs> that it's just growing nine different directions. You can keep it long. And literally that day after school um, took me in hand. Um, two blocks over, one block up to Michael Miller's hair salon. And Michael Miller gave me my first, not barbershop haircut, but let's... let's salon let's, haircut. Salon haircut, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and um, walked out of there. I went home and my dad literally had tears in his eyes. Aww. That's what I was trying to tell you. Uh, I yeah. said, but, but you're Teenage not... Teenage boys need to hear that from someone besides their parents, uh, apparently. Particularly a girlfriend. Yeah, Just, yeah. Just saying. Andrew just got his hair cut the other day. Did his girlfriend tell him? No. Uh, he, now, Andrew's a rare young man. His He's, hair used to be a total mess, but now it bothers him when it gets in his eyes. And, and also, if he, if he has a hard time making it look the way he wants, he knows it's too long. Hmm. So, And now that he can drive, he can take himself to get a haircut, which is a nice. beautiful thing. It is a beautiful <laughs> thing. But he's he's a rare young man. He is a very, very special, very, very cool guy. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, I consider him a good friend. and uh, I'm proud of him. Uh, as well you should be. And, uh, and that doesn't even begin to address how I feel about your daughter. <laughs> She's just the best. <laughs> 610-720-7900. What should we address next? I guess we'll go with this. It says, Gene, I am slowly drawing down monies from my TSP, which is a traditional IRA, and want to put the funds into a Vanguard Roth IRA. I'm 66 years old and currently work as a school bus driver. 
I know I can put up to $7,000 into a Roth IRA per year and would like your expertise as to which fund would be best for growth. I do not need the money at this time. Thank you. Interesting. Um, okay, there's a couple things in this email. You're going to correct me if, if you think I'm misinterpreting. Okay. Uh, but I th- think we're mixing and matching two very different issues. One is converting mm-hmm. from the TSP thrift savings plan. If you've not heard of a TSP, that is not unusual. It is typically found in the federal government retirement program. It is not technically an IRA, but I understand why he would interpret it as an IRA. It's more on the lines of a 401k. And to be honest, lots of my clients, they were years after we've rolled their 401k into an IRA, they go, well, that's my 401k. Yeah. Uh, okay. You think of the origin of the money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and the mechanics are are virtually identical. Right. So let's not get our knickers in a twist <laughs> over semantics. So he's taking money from his TSP. I'm going to use numbers as a demonstration. Obviously, they were not included in his email. He has $100,000 in his TSP. He's making some money as a school bus driver. Good for him. Stay active. Help those kids. Uh, and he's converting, moving 10000 a year from the TSP into a Roth and uh, paying the tax. Very, very simple. Uh, He mentions $7,000 as a limit. The $7,000 limit is for contributions. It is not for conversions. So painting what I would consider to be the most optimistic uh, scenario here is that he doesn't need the money. Mm -hmm. He would uh, convert, continue to convert, 10,000 a year and over the course of the next eight to 10 years have all of it converted. Mm -hmm. And in addition to, since he has earned income, he could put another 7,000 on top of that. And I would strongly recommend that he sit with a tax professional, either a trusted financial advisor, certainly not a tax preparer at this time of the year, but maybe in a couple of months maybe in May and, and find out what this window is because he may be able to accelerate that conversion depending on his tax bracket. He may be able to get all of it out of the TSP before age 72 yeah. when he has to take RMDs. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Rich. Rich, good morning. Good morning. How may we serve you, sir? I'm interested in setting up legacy planning. Okay. Um, I've got two two kids in a pretty good nest egg, and I'd like to two kids and three grandkids. I'd like to set up something for them that'll last their lifetime. Oh, wonderful! Uh, do you have an attorney that you typically work with? No, I do pretty much everything on my own. <laughs> okay. Uh, a legacy plan as a do-it-yourself project is doable, but in my experience, it's not recommended. Uh, the types of options that you should explore are pretty sophisticated, and for the average person who goes on, I'm picking out of thin air legal Zoom or other uh, estate planning, do-it-yourself uh, websites. Um, 
if you know precisely what end result you're looking for and what tool will get you there, it is possible that you can get the right documents. But it's the exploration of all the available tools that I think makes this particularly important. So if you've got a significant nest egg, me personally, and to be honest, I've been doing this 780 years. I'm pretty sophisticated. I'm pretty knowledgeable. I would not do it myself. I have not done it myself. Uh, we have trusted estate planning attorneys, my wife and I, who have put our legacy plan in place. I would recommend you do the same thing. That's what I'm thinking. I, I've looked it over, and I think I might be a little bit over my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if you don't have an attorney that you're comfortable with, we certainly do. Make sure that you check with us, and, and we can get that referral to you. The initial consultation with Keith is at no charge, so you can kick around some ideas, see if it fits well for you, and if hopefully it does, you get that uh, taken care of. If not, then no harm, no foul. Okay, I just uh, I appreciate your help. I listen to you every, more, every Saturday, and uh, I'm, on, I'm on my way to Nashville. I was in... in uh, Colorado last night. So. Wow. Well, be safe. Be safe on your travels, and God bless you, and hopefully we'll see you in our office soon. Yes, you may. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Voice of an Angel says we're going to our last break, which means you'll have 23 minutes when we return to have your questions asked and answered. Easily done. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Emails and questions after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got 23 minutes to get your questions asked and answered. I've got a couple of emails. Uh, we'll address a couple. There's a couple I'm going to address off air. Uh, I keep uh, assuring people, but goodness, uh, I guess I don't assure often enough. It's the middle of tax season, and we generally do tax questions after the end of tax season, but we'll see what we can do, do our best. Um, for a caller too shy to talk on the radio, um, asking really appropriate questions. Um, there's, there's no um, mystery to the relationship that we have with our audience and the fact that we are financial advisors. We don't put our lamp under a bushel. We're pretty clear about all this. Um, I understand for some people that may not be as clear as other radio shows who particularly on the weekends, particularly on our very own station, have sponsors who literally every three minutes, call now, call now, call now. Here's our 800 number. There's people waiting. You can get in and we just want to sell you. I mean, we want to help you with, I get it. Um, so the question is, do we, let's start fundamental. Um, do, do we as financial advisors accept new clients? 
Yes. That's pretty <laughs> fundamental. That's pretty fundamental. And so that we're, that, then I give you a bit of context uh, for the long-term listeners of More Than Money. And I've been on, gosh, I think 23, 24 years here, over 30 years on air. Uh, initially, the answer was yes. And then for a short period, the answer was no, because I was full. Mm-hmm. And then God smiled on me. And he brought me Daryl and then he smiled and brought me Mark and then he smiled again and brought me Greg and then he smiled again and brought me Chad Chad and then he smiled broadly and brought me me Alyssa, Alyssa. <laughs> and um, we're in conversation with some folks that if God decides we'll see. We'll see. If God decides, we're not going to see. If God decides, we're doing it. Right. Um, but if God decides, we'll grow further. So our capacity has grown. Our capacity to serve people, serve being the operative word, um, is 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 much larger now than it was ten years ago. So the answer is do it, is yes. We take new clients. What what is that initial process, so to speak? It's a conversation, hmm. whether it's in person, which is our preference, sure. but doesn't have to be. It can be on Zoom. But 95% in person. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in our in our office most of the time. Um, or you can join us by Zoom or you can call. Um, and, well, that that's maybe even jumping ahead. Uh, first, you, you know, you contact us, whether it's by phone or by email, to indicate that you're interested mm-hmm. in... Um, having uh, the help of a financial advisor and whether you, you know, want to work with a particular advisor or you just get assigned one of us, um, you'll be in good hands either way. Mm. But that's up, that's up to you how that goes. Then, you you know, you have that first meeting. And like I said, it can happen in any one of those formats. And it's uh, we want to hear what is it that you need and you're looking for. And then we ask you a ton of questions mm. um, because as fiduciaries, it's important for us to understand your full picture um, so that we would be well positioned to do what's in your best interest and make informed uh, recommendations. Indeed. Now, some folks have heard us discuss that in, in our More Than Money World Headquarters, we accept about half of the folks that we speak to. Mm-hmm. And that makes some people nervous. It does. I, I've had a couple of people be like, do you think <laughs> you think I could be accepted? And it's so sweet. Um, what are some of the reasons why uh, a prospective client wouldn't be a good fit? Um, let's see. Someone who doesn't really want help mm. <laughs> might not be a good fit. Mm. So if we know that the relationship isn't going to work because they're um they're asking for help but then not but then kind of denying Mm. any uh uh, you know actual recommendations or direction it's just not really sensible for either one of us to get involved in that Yeah, because some people when when they ask for help what the help that they're looking for is for someone to tell them how smart they really are and how amazing they really are and how incredible they really are. And that's not our job. That really isn't. It's, it's not. A, it's certainly not a job that we would voluntarily accept. So yeah. in some cases, they're really not looking for help. That's right. And in other cases... Maybe we can't 
give them the help that they need? Precisely. There are lots of cases where, where once we dig in a little bit and we find out what a particular person needs, what they need, we don't do mm-hmm. or we don't do in our world as well as other people do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the example I've given a thousand times on air is that we will have folks who will show up and say, I'm really struggling because I'm in deeply in debt. Uh, I've made some really bad choices. I've got debt collectors calling. I don't know how to dig out. And the answer is, to be fair, we do kind of, but not really. But Dave Ramsey and his organization does it better than anybody else I've ever bumped into. So there are circumstances where you don't need us. You need help, but you don't need us. And those are far more often Mm -hmm. than the kinds of folks where you kind of look at and go, are you kidding me? Uh, no, you don't fit us. It's, mm-hmm. it's bad chemistry. Better living through chemicals. No, that's DuPont. Sorry. Um, so um, some folks, uh, other folks, it's because we need to guide them to find the right advisor for them right. uh, to get done what they need to have done and get it done well. Right. Get it done well. Um, how often do you bump into a situation where, uh, this guy just doesn't have enough money? Oh, uh, that I've uh, never said that. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I, I am hard pressed. I don't know that I've ever said it. It's not. And, and we have, uh, requirements, regulatory requirements, um, that cause us to have to put into our documentation, uh, minimum account sizes, mm-hmm. and uh, I th- I think somewhere it says a hundred thousand bucks. I believe it says fifty thousand. Oh, well, t- yeah. Let's say it's fifty. Yep. Could mm-hmm. be a hundred. Could be. Uh, that's that is. Um, well, the word negotiable comes to mind. That's not really true. It is fluid, <laughs> based on the quality of the relationship. Yeah. You meet somebody you really like and care about, and you know you can help. We're in. And uh, by the way. It, it works the other way. Somebody walks in with five mil and they're, we often will say no. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have the ability to say yes for uh, folks who fit us really well with modest amounts to invest. And we also have the ability to say no thanks <laughs> to folks who have significant assets. And we have yeah. to folks who don't fit. Yeah. I don't really care how much money you have to invest. That doesn't matter. It's um, if I can help you and you want help and it's a relationship that will work, that's all that matters. Now, are you really just that nice that you just don't care if you're going to make a profit? You just don't care if, and and, well, and the answer is kind of. Now, um, uh, Alyssa, God sent her to us. Uh, Alyssa can say that um, because we have a business model that, supports that it not only supports it it mandates that it says first it says a, a couple of different things that I, I think prospective clients would be happy to know number one it says we trust her judgment so if in her judgment somebody that has modest investments uh, should become a client the answer is they become a client it's just that simple um, it also says um, that we understand the big picture and there's a lot of financial advisors, um, uh, Fisher, Ken Fisher. <clears throat> there are a lot of financial advisors 
not a lot, Ken Fisher, a lot of advisors, Ken Fisher, that just, <laughs> uh, and many others, I pick on Ken Fisher rightfully so. First of all, he's a dreadful human being. He's a sexist of the first order and mm-hmm. just such a pig. And, and, and then after being caught on tape being just dreadful, I'm the father of three daughters. Don't be dreadful to women. And they expect me to go, hey, he's a good old boy. What are you going to, nope, burn you to the ground if I can. Um, don't do that. And then all of his commercials thereafter, it's all with, I'm Susan and I've been with Ken Fisher for 12 years. Yeah, so, so you sold out. And now you're doing commercials. Congratulations. Uh, Ken Fisher, at, for the longest time, it was a $500,000 minimum. And I think now it's a million. Oh, wow. Uh, there are folks who have absolute milli- uh, minimums. Now, there, there are folks who say, wait, 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 you're a business. You got to turn a profit. Oh, we do. We're, we're doing, don't you worry about us. We're doing just fine. The point is that there are lots of different kinds of profit, lots of different kinds of profit. And some come really fast. Uh, folks walk through the door unexpectedly, have a million dollar account to invest. You go, oh my gosh, that's just gorgeous and beautiful. And thank you so much, Lord Jesus. <laughs> On the other hand, others come very, um, you have to have a little patience, mm-hmm. a little persistence. Um, I have told the story a number of times on air of the family. A uh, young lady uh, brought us um, her mom and dad. Uh, the advisor would not take their calls. They had $30,000 and he wouldn't take their calls. And I'm saying, first of all, she's a sweetheart. Oh my God. Love her. Just, just one of the best people. And mom and dad, although mom rarely comes to visit us, maybe she's showing the best judgment of all of them, but dad's a great guy just and fun and, and sharp and, and, and funny. Um, so we, we do our thing. We have this wonderful relationship. Uh, with very modest amounts of money for years. And then one day she says, I lost an aunt and an uncle. And the inheritance is going to be like a million bucks. <laughs> yep. And that's not why we did it, but we're um, aware enough that uh, you do the right thing over and over and over again. And it all sorts itself out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's with that person. Sometimes it's with somebody that person knows. Yeah. Hey, you know, you guys have been great for us. We're kind of modest, but I have this friend and she's got a question and the friend turns into an incredible client. It doesn't matter how it works out. I'll let God sort that out. Uh, Mm -hmm. All I know is that it works. And mechanically, once somebody says, hey, I'd love to become a client, how tough is that? Um, no, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, for the client. For the client. <laughs> yeah, we do lots of paperwork, like we said. But we ask you first to fill out a worksheet, and we gather lots of information that we are required to know um, by the SEC and FINRA and our broker-dealer compliance department. We have lots of information we need for regulatory requirements as well as so that we like I said earlier, know enough about you that we can make proper recommendations. You fill that out. Uh, we help you with anything you don't know how to answer. Then we prepare the forms. And even if you need to move accounts, let's say you have an IRA somewhere else and you know a brokerage account somewhere else and a 401k somewhere else, and you want to consolidate it all, we use Charles Schwab as our custodian. We do the paperwork and transfer forms, take care of most of that where you don't even need to call at your current 
custodian and say, I want to move my money. The forms take care of it. So we oversee that whole process. We'll explain everything as we go. I, uh, you know, we'll keep you posted as to the progress. And, um, you know, we'll take the driver's seat and, um, you know, make sure you're informed along the way. But it, it's not difficult. It's not difficult at all. Yeah, I used to say uh, two pieces of paper and two signatures. Now we say 3,000 pieces of paper and about a dozen signatures. Yeah. But fortunately, we're in charge of creating the paper that's required. Yeah. And all you need to do is take a few minutes and sign. And um, it works out really, really well. I hope that helped. I think there's a fair number of folks out there who have some angst about, geez, I I would like to make a move. Just give my head. It hurts my head just even to think about it. That doesn't have to be the case. A lot of people say, I've been meaning to do this. I wish I've done it sooner. So you don't need to put it off. Just give us a call. Send us an email. We'll make it a pleasant and um, easy and smooth experience. Well, depending on who you're talking to, right. it's pleasant. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. If you don't um, get stuck I, with Gene. I, I no, 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 you're not going to get stuck with Gene. <laughs> Gene f- runs from the room. Um, we are blessed in a couple different ways. Number one, we, we work as teams. So we have uh, everybody is everybody. And we all work together. Uh, yep. we, we are very blessed in that way. And since I'm on everybody's team, uh, particularly um, the younger folks, mm-hmm. let's see. That'd be everybody. Um, if they need an old guy, they just come and get me. Right. If a scenario requires the uh, sage advice of a man who's been around the block a few times, all they do is come get me. <laughs> uh, it's not often they need me. That's the second point I wanted to uh, to, to make is that uh, I we we kind of said not tongue in cheek at all that each of these advisors has been led to us by God. We are so blessed that our team of advisors are simply, you don't have to listen to this because your head's going to swell up. They're just the best people. Their hearts are in the right place. Their attitudes, their value systems are in the right place. They are here to serve. And since uh, they were brought to us very specifically and they have been trained by hmm, me, when you uh, talk to one of our advisors, you might as well be talking to me. You are very, very fortunate that you're dealing with somebody that's not only got the training, the, the, the technical, the academic knowledge that's necessary, uh, but has the heart, which you can't train heart. It either is or it isn't. And we're so blessed that it is. So I had a conversation with a gentleman this week, very, very nice gentleman who made mention of the advisor, one of our advisors he's working with. And he said, uh, was the person who happened to answer the phone. And he almost said that in a derogatory manner. I don't know if he intended it that way, but the tone was almost, uh, was like, I get whoever happened to answer the phone. If you are blessed enough to have any of our advisors answer the phone, you're indeed blessed. <laughs> so um, we are blessed when you call and happy to serve. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. Uh, Gene, good morning. First, uh, sorry that you and Alyssa each lost uh, uh, family pet members. I, I know what it's like. And, and your your donation uh, was, was uh, gracious. Thank so, you. first Thank of all, you. that's great. Thank you. Uh, second, you, 
you always talk about what a great job Mark does in Social Security. He bailed me out. We did something simple. We changed our direct deposits from my wife and me. Somehow the government got mine right and hers wrong. And I spent hours and hours on the on the 800 number with Social Security. Then they sent me a letter with an 800 number for the, the local office. However, that dumps you into a call directory that if you don't know the person's extension, you just sit in the loop. Ugh. I called Mark. He gave me the, the, the correct way to do it, the back door, if you will, into the local office. And five minutes later, it was settled. Oh, fantastic. So awesome. That's just a great, great success story. Thank you so, so much. I just wanted to, to share all that. Appreciate that very much. Thank you. Have a great week. You Bye. too. God bless. 610-720-7900. We just have, gosh, four or five minutes, five minutes, four minutes. John's trying to do math. <laughs> uh, he's grimacing. <laughs> he's, six minutes. He's, he's, he's either trying to do math. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, we'll just let that go. 610-720-7900. Do you want to uh, dig into one of these? We can. Yeah, all right. Did you pick one that you like? It doesn't matter. There's one in here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, there's one in here that I th- think talks about. Did we already answer the one about gold coins in an IRA where they're going to send them the gold coins? I think we talked about that. Yes. Um, the one on the top there was about not there are gold coins that are not in an IRA. I think we talked about that separate email before uh this. yes all right so let's let's shift to this and we'll do that one okay um hi gene i'm in lower nazareth township and occasionally watch your spot on tv occasionally what yeah, the hell's that about I, I we have to have a conversation and he's in lower nazareth right. i mean uh, we're neighbors, neighbors for gosh yeah, sakes neighbors. drive on down stop okay. in drink <laughs> a cup of coffee Okay, (sighs) moving on. I find your advice most interesting and helpful. There you go. At least he's redeeming himself. I have a question I've been wondering about. I'm 74 now. Since I was a kid in the 50s, I've dabbled on and off with some coin collecting of U.S. coins. In the early 90s, I bought some gold-proof coins directly from the U.S. Mint. They are beautiful. A set of four gold coins sealed in a nice display case. One ounce, half ounce, quarter ounce, and one-tenth ounce set of coins totaling 1.85 ounces of pure gold per set. Gold is bringing a pretty good price in today's market. It's up in the $1,900 per ounce range right now. My question is, if I sell them, are there any tax consequences concerning selling them, or is this more considered a cash-for-cash deal with no tax? I have no idea what I paid for them originally. I would appreciate your advice on this, thanking you in advance. Well, you're very kind. Um, the email I was recalling was a gentleman who said he, that he has seen and heard ads for companies that will take your IRA money, sell you gold and silver coins, and send them to you. And I've announced illegal. Right. Yeah, the IRS is just going to pound you. And by the time you get um, found out and you're really angry and you want to go back and beat the bejeebies out of the gold vendor, they're gone. They're going to be gone, guaranteed. This situation is much more straightforward. This gentleman is being very honorable. He's enjoyed collecting coins for a long time and bought these sets that approximately have two ounces of gold in them. And they're proof sets, which means that they're pristine, they're in perfect shape, they're in plexiglass, yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, he makes reference to gold being a good price right now. I have really, relatively speaking, he's right. Relative to when he was a kid, uh, gold is much, much higher. He probably, at that point, it might have been $150, $200 an ounce. In the early 70s, we went off the gold standard where it was at 35 an ounce forever. And then it started to float. So a couple hundred bucks an ounce and now $1,950 an ounce. Excellent. Can he sell them? Sure. Absolutely. Taxes? Yup. Mm-hmm. And are you buckled in? Yeah. Ordinary income. No capital gains. They're considered collectibles. And the IRS says capital gains does not apply to collectibles. Ouch. Um, I actually sent that answer to this gentleman. Ouch. And he thanked me and said, <laughs> even though it's not the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. Now, he's got a couple alternatives. He, As he said, he said they're beautiful. So he doesn't need the money. Let's say he doesn't need the money. Yeah. I'm, I'm making that assumption. Yeah. If he bequeaths these through his estate, they will get a stepped-up basis. Mm. So right now, he doesn't know what he paid. Right. Uh, the IRS says, if you don't know, we're going to assume zero. So he would owe tax on the entire value exactly. of the Exactly. Let's say he has five of these and he sells them. He's going to have a $10,000 taxable event. Ugh, my heart. No, 20000 My My apologies. Um, f- four grand times five. Simple math. Mm. Um so he's going to have a, a tax problem. But if, if they go through his will to his heirs, their new cost basis is going to be approximately $4,000 a set. And they could sell them and there's no tax. So, so that's a possibility. Now, uh, with just a couple minutes left, uh, one other observation. Inflation through the roof, highest in 40 years, 10% year over year. How has gold done? It's barely moved. Yeah, it's pretty flat. It's barely moved. So all of the ads you see nonstop saying you got to get into gold because it's an inflation hedge. Where? Right. Just over the last year, it should have gone up two or $300 an ounce, and it's barely moved. It's a head scratcher. I'm not saying I understand why. I'm just saying that's the reality. Speaking of reality, reality is we got to go. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for being here this morning. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And, and thanks to all of our callers. They're fantastic. And if you need anything, you let us know, whether it's a second opinion, information from Alyssa, information from any of our advisors, all you need to do is ask. All of our consultations, all of our initial consultations are absolutely free for the asking. Send Alyssa an email, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com is our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. And you can go old school. Give us a call, 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. Thanks to all of you, and thanks for your kind thoughts and your prayers. We appreciate them very, very much. We'll see you next time on More Than Money.